and welcome to lords of the long box episode 137 but really it could probably be episode three since we kind of rebooted rebranded but uh hey thank you guys all for joining us i got my man and mrs prime in house say what's up man what's going on everybody it's just a dynamic deal tonight everyone is throwing everything else at metropolis fighting crime so who's gonna bring it to us yeah, man, this is just uh, me and uh, Nemesis Prime. I don't know. My man Otto had to work. Dark Side Jedi still on the disabled list. We got a ton of stuff to go over, so hopefully we'll be able to rock it. Shout out to everybody in the live chat who's been tailgating all this time. You guys know who you are. Dickie Taylor, Chad Crow, Richie Taylor, all the new people. Welcome. Um, so we're just going to kick it off, man. I got a ton of news. We had some good stuff happen. Uh, got... Uh, if you haven't seen it, I went on Gem Mint Collectibles live chat, uh, live show last Saturday, and I dropped the Secret War scoop that we originally dropped on Three Men in the Basement's channel last week. So uh, believe it or not, it was on there. Um, a Reddit forum came out, uh, gave us credit for it, and then a YouTube channel called Everything Always uh, did, a, did a video on what we reported. They, got about, they have about 450,000 subs, so I've been breaking news since then, but we've been doing this for... I don't know, about a year now, to, uh, but uh, if you're new to watching the channel, my name is TiVo. This is Lords of the Long Box. This is the Black Knight Report. If you don't, if I you hear me referencing the Black Knight, and Black Knight is my source from inside Marvel and Disney, who has some insider information, typically right, you know, about comic book movies and good stuff. And we've been wrong, right more times than we've been wrong. Almost said we've been wrong more times than right, but uh, we're going to kick it off. Let me make my man Dark Side Jedi a moderator in the live chat. Uh, shout out to Dark Side Jedi, who will be back soon. And uh, we're going to be doing a going back to Wirecast, man, with those high production values that we're used to. Uh, but let's kick it off. Uh, we're using StreamYard. Shout out to the folks at StreamYard. They've been uh, really awesome with this new uh, thingamajiggy that they're using here. And um, believe it or not, I got some DC news. Um, Real quick, Tim. You forgot yeah. about our... Uh... I did, didn't I? Yes, you did. This you show is... This show is sponsored by thegeekyswagshop.com. Go to thegeekyswagshop.com. Use the discount code of L-O-T-L-B. Ryan put the information in there. They got 15% off anything at thegeekyswagshop.com, including these handsome T-shirts that we got on right now. Also sponsored by thekerascomics.com. Use the discount code of L-O-T-L-B. They get 10% off any Keras Comics exclusives. They got one that's coming up this week, and I believe it's a Superman Batman cover that looks pretty dope, man. Everything they do always sells out. Shout out to comic brother, Hudat Comics. McNoodles. So welcome. This is the first time this uh, the live show has been on this channel, which is uh, so please, if you haven't, please subscribe to the new channel. We're up to about 550 subs now. We uh, Before the channel went down, we we're at 5,000 subs. So we're going to keep on rocking the way we do. I'm right. Got to grow fast. Yeah. So uh, this news 
we've been inundated with so much news. I forgot to even mention this last week, and uh, hopefully I have a graphic for it, but I don't even think I, I asked Justin to get any GPA on this. Uh, basically, um, Berlanti's got some options that he's doing for CW. Metal Men, which we scooped here a few months ago. Dow H for Hero is coming. He's working on Dead Man. And the question, I remember we talked about the question a while ago. Recently, there's been articles that came out about Berlanti having some CW stuff. If you if you watch CW, you know that Arrow's going away and Supernatural's going away. So those are two long-running shows that they need to fill the slot for. Um, so look forward to that. They're going to be doing that. There is um, a newer version of Dial H for Hero. Uh, but then there's also the original version that I think is, came out in the Silver Age. So you should look out for those issues. Mm -hmm. I had the graphic here, but... I slipped because I was getting inundated with so much news. Let me see if I actually still have the graphic. I'm messing around with this here stream yard. I'll get you in trouble, son. Um, but let me go to the next story. Um, if you haven't been paying attention to Agent Shield, and uh, there's a good chance that you haven't been. A lot of people have stopped watching it after a while. Uh, but there's reports last week, I believe, that Agent Carter was coming to back for the last season, season seven of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and we're not we're, the spec on this though is not uh agent carter what we're hearing is deathlock is coming back and will be part of season seven the final season of agents of shield which has been a up and down ride right toward the middle it was okay when they had deathlock it was okay when ghost rider on it was, yeah, it was really tough. dope so they're bringing back deathlock and he may continue on into the marvel universe so uh the Deathlock's first appearance, obviously, is Astonishing Tales 25, written by Doug Monch. Mench? Is it Mench? It's Mench. And then yeah. drawn by Rick Buckler, published in 1974. So the first appearance of Deathlock, and the character's name is Luther Manning. If you remember, he was in about two seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They just didn't get to do much with them, probably because the budgets were so low back then. But the budgets are much better in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. now. What kind of price data are we looking about? on Astonishing Tales. So for those new to the channel, what we like to do is we talk about a, something that's happening in either movies or TV. We talk about the first appearance in the comic book, and then we like to go over uh, the prices, and we typically quote slab prices. So when you, if you're new to the channel, you don't want a GPA, is that's an average sale of CGC-graded books. So what do we got on sales data on? This is a big boy book, by the way. Yeah, I mean, this book went up when he was on the show, and then it kind of dipped down. And as you said, I mean, with the announcement that he is coming back, the last 9.8 sale went for 14.95 GPA, just under that 14.49, 9.6s. Uh, what a drop off! Look at this. The last sold is 459 dollars, and the GPA on that is 478 dollars. We talk about this all the time. The difference between a 9.8 and a 9.6 can be quite the difference if you're looking for prices, especially in Bronze Age, right? Because there's that happy ground. Like if you get a, you know, like you get a Shang Chi nine eight in between a nine six, it's like five. I mean, this is a thousand dollars difference, though. Yeah, because you know why? It's not impossible to get this in a nine eight, right? It came out in nineteen seventy four, or excuse me, nineteen sixty nine. Um, so night. Wait, let me go back. Yeah, nineteen seventy four. So you know, mm -hmm. I mean, that's not that hard to spec on, man. So, um, <laughs> the next book I'm talking about, this one is really weird, man. Uh, but let, before we get to that book, I'm going to talk about some other news. So I like to sprinkle in some news as we're talking. Um, Disney is talking about Deadpool 3 with an R rating under the Fox banner, just as they did with Stuber. The filmmakers are trying to utilize the MCU library heroes, though. So if need be, it'll be a PG-13. 
Needless to say, a PG-13 is not out of the question. It was an open doors to China and the Avengers as well. If you remember, uh, when Deadpool was released, um, it didn't get released in China because it wouldn't pass the censors. And we know Marvel loves putting things out in, in China. It's the second biggest box office in the world. So they're thinking about, you know, they're still going to release Deadpool solo films as rated R films uh, and under the facts banner. If you remember, there's a movie, the uh, movie Stuber that had uh, Dave Bautista. That was the first Marvel film that was released under the Fox banner. And that's a rated R film. But if they use them in the MCU, like the Avengers, that will be PG-13. And what I'm hearing, and this is one of the biggest stories that uh, that we got over this um that Deadpool will indeed be making his MCU debut in the Black Widow. He's going to be in a post credit scene. This is coming straight from our source, the Black Panther, or excuse me, the Black Knight, <laughs> that uh, Deadpool is going to be in an end credit scene of the Black Widow movie. And in that Black Widow scene, end credit scene, he's going to be, he meets up with Taskmaster in a bar. That's how deep, that's how, it's so random how detailed this is that I have a tendency to think it's going to happen. Obviously in the comics, Deadpool and Taskmaster have a history because they're both mercenaries for hire or were. Mm -hmm. uh, so basically there, I found out that the end credit scene is going to be Deadpool beating up with Taskmaster in a bar. Immediately, it sounds to me like Deadpool is parodying, doing a parody of the first Tony Stark end credit scene when he meets up with Thunderbolt Ross. Remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's like the perfect way to segue Deadpool into the MCU, making fun of Tony Stark. I mean, that's something Deadpool would do quite easily, I think. Yeah, I mean, and if we if you we've talked about this before, that means if he shows up in a, in a post credit scene, Taskmaster could return as a villain in another movie, which, again, gives you that. So that gives you new life. That's long term spec now for Taskmaster. This quite possibly means the Taskmaster is not one and done. Yep. In the past, I think Marvel was limited to what you saw on the big screen, so they couldn't use everything for everybody. But now they got Disney Plus, you got Hulu, you got Marvel, and one more thing is I just got this today um, that it just shows goes to prove that it's all connected. Yes, including the Marvel Knights Netflix characters. So. In the past, and on this channel specifically, when Disney bought uh, Fox, we said, what's going to happen with Netflix? We find out all the Netflix shows are being canceled. And everybody's saying, oh, it's going to come on Disney Plus. It's going to come on Hulu. This channel said it would be great on FX. And sure enough, we're finding out that when the two years is up for the characters, they're going to be coming over to FX. And FX allows you to put rated really kind of r-rated content on it if you watch snowfall or if you watch the sins of anarchy or the mayans and all that stuff all that stuff mm -hmm. is really easy for them to do rated r material so finding out that that the netflix characters and next could include punisher now i'm not hearing if the characters the actors themselves will be coming over even though it's funny like they just auctioned off a bunch of stuff you know, for the show, but that was, you know, saying you know, bye bye to it. So I'm thinking that it could be casting new characters, although I wouldn't mind seeing Charlie Cox back as Daredevil, right? Uh, yeah, we could definitely see Charlie Cox. I mean, Jessica Jones, uh, what's her name? She was great. Luke what? Cage. What about, Finn, what about Finn Jones? Uh, come on, we got to get rid and of him. You can't say it now. We're a family friendly show, kind of, but Finn Jones Fridays, you know what I'm talking about. But like 
Finn Jones definitely replaced him as Iron Fist, right? I, I you know they. I would think they would do that. Uh, Luke Cage, it was like, yeah, I'm agnostic to Mike Coulter's Luke Cage. You know, I'm, you know, he was he was okay. I'm thinking a better, but Charlie Cox absolutely needs to come back as Daredevil. I think mm -hmm. he embodies Matt Murdock and and every all the bad stuff that he happens to. Um, and that's just a great picture of Jessica Jones right there. I'm just going to stare at that for a little bit. Um, you, got a, you got a butt covered by the L. Come on. You got to move that over when you're doing these. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you know what? This is a good thing about having a Black Knight. I sent him the link for the show, and he's saying it's no recasting. So we are getting all the same characters, good or bad. Hold on. I need to, I need to ask him about Finn Jones because <laughs> this, is live, this is live YouTube, y'all. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we're getting, it's going to be Charlie Cox, going to be Mike Coulter. Um, uh, what's her name to play Jessica Jones and uh, Finn Jones. So yeah, three out of four is not bad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Jeez, man, that's brutal. But hopefully Finn Jones has enough time to train this time. Um, so about three months ago, maybe two months ago, uh, we released something to you all called the long-term spec list. And the long-term spec list is a reserve list that's that uh, DC and Marvel Comics, most prom more prominently Marvel Comics on Disney and uh, Marvel side, Feige, Feige, Kevin Feige will put a reserve on characters that he wants to use. So um, for down the road, he's like, you know what? I'm holding this character. So uh, Jeff Loeb, don't use him for any of your properties. Just so you know, Jeff Loeb and Kevin Feige are cool, right? And Jeff Loeb is going to be running... Uh, Hulu and FX and ABC. Uh, Kevin Feige is doing MCU theatrical releases and he's doing just the mini series on Disney plus. I mean, he's, he can't do that forever. He just, mm. he just doesn't have enough time in his hands. Um, the I'm finding out from the black Knight as we speak, the outfits that were auctioned off were sold because they were property. They belong to Netflix. Remember Netflix pointed up all the money for the production on all the Netflix shows. And that's why they in part were canceled because it was too expensive for Netflix to run those shows when they don't own the intellectual property. So that's why Marvel was like, Hey, we're going to make a 13 seasons long. You guys are paying for it. What do we care? But you know, I think to a, uh, I think to a fault though, it, it caused the probably the quality of the shows not to be as good because 13 hours is too long for a single series. Right. I mean, if you look at stranger things, that's great. It's like 10 episodes, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, just like the boys, eight episodes in, eight episodes oh, I, out. The boys, I wish was longer. I mean, it's... Well, yeah. Yeah, I just, I mean, so many of the... And it's weird how di they did that with Jessica Jones, too. I think it was thir uh, the last season, which I stopped after the second episode, but it went 13 <laughs> episodes, too. And I was like, man, it's just too long. And here's the funny part. One of the better parts of the Netflix series was Defenders, which was only eight episodes. Hmm. Yeah, that was, that was not... That one was not enough because... You, you're trying to get all these guys together. And by the time you get them all together, season's over. But here's the good thing, though. Everything is now connected. I want to I keep on reiterating how the Marvel Universe is so much bigger now that it can play in this giant sandbox. So the Hulu characters, the MCU characters, the Disney Plus characters, and yes, even these FX characters, the Marvel Knights, as they're called. Jeff Loeb just recently spoke about this in an interview that they're all going to be interconnected for real this time because they're all going to be part of Secret Wars, meaning they can pop in anytime that they want to here and there. I doubt you will see MCU characters show up in FX since it's such an adult-themed thing, but mm -hmm. they could tone them down and bring them in to cross-pollinate the other direction. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Even if it's not a main character. I mean, they did that with S.H.I.E.L.D. You know, they, braided, they brought in Lady Sith. Um, you saw some other stuff going on when they had those earlier seasons after, what was it, Avengers 
first Avengers or the second Avengers? Yeah, one? what screwed the pooch was, uh, if you remember, what really caused the, the the outbreak between Feige and Jeff Loeb and Alan Fine and the Marvel TV folks was Civil War and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Remember how they had a delay Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and everything and nothing was pro and it just became a headache. Kevin Feige went to Bob Iger says, look, I want to report directly to Disney with the MCU stuff. And then it kind of left... Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. just kind of hanging with that giant storyline that never developed. And then they did the Kree stuff. You know, I, I still watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I, last season, I enjoyed the second half of it and where they're going in the future with the time travel and everything. Uh, you know, so if you haven't seen it, uh, that was a spoiler alert, by the way. So, <laughs> uh, so as I was saying, man, uh, this is for you people who like to spec weird stuff, man. So uh, there's a character that was placed on reserve list, meaning that they would eventually like to develop it. And I, you know, I had to look this up. I'm going to be honest with you. I never heard of this character. Um, for what I was told from the Black Knight that in, uh, very soon, Kevin Feige said, look, I want to put a home this character. I want to do something with it. And that name of that character is the Gibbon. Yes, the Gibbon, who is a uh, ape-like creature, man. And hey, created by Stanley and John Romita Jr. Senior, excuse me, you don't get better than that, in 1972. So his last appearance, though, was in the Marvel Apes miniseries in 2008. So he really kind of underused character that could just pop up for something. Uh, what kind of sales data are we looking on this? I'm actually surprised there's some sales data on this. I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful cover. I mean, it's beautiful. Got that blue background. The 9.8 last I did hole. not expect to see that. $975 for this. I'm the Gibbon, y'all. That's the Gibbon. That's the monkey dude. <laughs> and a 9.4 last hole for 131 Unfortunately, there's no 9.6s. So, hey, you could go out and buy one raw and slab it up. But Yeah. Um, also, I want to go back to the stuff about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and everything that Agents of S.W.O.R.D. is coming and it's coming, mm -hmm. I believe, um, to uh, I believe it's coming to Hulu or uh, correct me if I'm wrong, because a lot of people are asking when it's coming and it's coming, uh, but it's not going to be coming on ABC, although ABC has got a lot of stuff on development. And we talked about Dakota North. And so I really yeah. believe Dakota North is going to happen because that is a weird book that ABC because but as well, ABC is left with like the scraps that Hulu doesn't use that Netflix <laughs> or that FX doesn't use that Disney plus. Does, well, Disney plus just think of that as Kevin Feige's an extension of Kevin Feige's arm. So you're not going to, you know, somebody's going to ask, Hey, can I use Dakota North? He's going to be like, I don't care. Go for it. I don't even know who that is. They're like, have you ever seen moonlighting? He's like, yeah, he goes, well, it's kind of like that, but in comic book form, if you think about it that way. Um, but yeah, Agents of Sword is coming. Well, at least it's called Sword. I'm assuming it's called Agents of Sword, um, but it should be interesting about that. Um, but that's a, it, first of all, it's a great book to have anyway. And it's a first appearance, Amazing Spider-Man 110, right? Can't mm -hmm. go wrong with that, man. Um, I want to go well, next. It's like uh, Joe Ryan Comics actually just corrected us. Gibbon actually just appeared in a short story in the uh, ASM, the Hunted series that just ended actually. And I kind of remember seeing that cover. Uh, yeah, there was that a recent story because you know what? That yeah. just goes to prove that they're doing something with them. Why would the? I'm going to be honest with you. I just pulled up this Gibbon information. Uh, I wanted to see what his last appearance was. And, and when I looked it up on Wiki, it told me it was in some weird miniseries called Marvel Apes. Uh, mm. But, you know, so I, I thought he had, I thought he was dead, to be honest with you. I didn't even know he was still alive because a lot of these characters are dead. We didn't even heard of them. Um, let me go on to the next story. And this one is pretty interesting, actually. Um, according to multiple insiders, New Mutants, not related to the movie is coming as a tv show you know what's funny is bill sinkevich say that right you guys not sinkevich it's bill sinkevich uh recently talked about he wished the new mutants movie would be better because people are saying how bad the movie is well marvel wants to take the new mutants and they want to make a series out of it um and put it on 
to the Disney Plus side of things because now that they have all the mutant stuff. So, I mean, if you don't know, New Mutants graphic novel number four is a great book created by the, the legendary Chris Claremont, Bob, Bob McLeod, mm-hmm. did the art, came out in 1982. It's the, here's what the interesting part a lot of people don't know. It's the first appearance of four of the New Mutants. The other one, Karma, is first appearance as a Marvel team-up number 100, the first ever Vietnamese uh, superhero in the comics. And my suspicion is this book has quite a bit of sales data. Yeah, this book, uh, I mean, it, it's definitely up there. I mean, you can grab these books for, you know. It actually like, dropped. Yeah. That's how bad the movie got that it dropped. I remember the, the when it first was announced that they're doing a new movie, this movie, this book was getting a lot of play. And now look at a 9-8. Oh, yeah. how the mighty have fallen. It's it's pretty interesting. I mean, both Claremont and McLeod were at Terrificon this past weekend that I was at, and you know, a lot of people were getting this book signed. And I mean, I will. I have mine. Them. Mine is double signed by McLeod and Claremont. Yeah. I mean, I wish we would have dropped this news last week. I would have walked up to him and asked him, you know, what do you know about this? Is it yeah, coming? I gave you the series? report. I did. I I gave you the Black Knight report. I'm pretty sure of it. I give it to you early. Oops, sorry. <laughs> um, but be careful out there, guys. There's multiple printings of this, so. There's a whole video we can do on how to find out what printing this is. We just don't have time for it. But mm-hmm. if you search on YouTube, I'm pretty sure YouTubers will tell you uh, how to go about uh, doing that. Uh, next up is a, is a book that we've all kind of gotten over time, man. And I think it's time for this book. This is what we like to call a, a double spec book. Boom. Iron War Machine is getting his own miniseries as well on the... Um, Disney Plus platform. So uh, Iron Man. So here's my thing. I don't think it's going to be called War Machine. I just don't think Disney Plus wants to use a title that has war in it. You know what I mean? Maybe Iron Patriot. Maybe call it Rhodey. But we do know Don Cheadle is coming back and he's going to reprise his role. What kind of sales data are we looking at this book? This is a this is a book that everybody or probably already has in their long box. Oh yeah, modern book. I mean, nine point eight last sold one sixty eight GPA ninety day GPA is right around that. Uh, nine point six is going for one oh five. So I mean, this book is probably I've donated this book. I can remember having this in my collection, and I donated this probably at least a few times before they announced the movie and he was going to be in it. But this is a good book, guys. I mean, you know, with him coming into a series and getting his own show, I mean, this could definitely increase in value. So this is a nice and little investment book for uh, for anybody who doesn't have it yet. Yeah. So uh, shout out to JLS Comics. Find one with the Canadian price next to it. Four ninety five is easiest to w- way to tell it's a first printing. Uh, there you go, man. Let me make a JLS and moderator. He uh, used to be, so he's got the power back. He's got the power. Okay. This next book, I am super stoked for. Um, he's getting his own Disney Plus series. This book has been hot for a minute, and it's in the Doctor Strange realm. Here's the interesting part about this. This book got hot when Doctor Strange movie appeared. And we're finding that Brother Boo Voodoo, which may not be the t- same title of it, is, you know, because I don't know if you can get away with Brother Voodoo in such a, pl- a PC uh, climate. Yep. But Strange Tales 169, the first appearance of Brother Voodoo, Jericho Drum, created by the great Len Wein and Roy Thomas, art by Gene Colan, published in September 1973. In the first Doctor Strange movie, his brother Daniel Drum was in it. He's the one that was protecting the Sanctum Santorum in New York and was killed. Uh, spoiler, by the way. Um, but he was killed. And and in the comics, that's you see that cover right there? That spirit form is his brother. Mm-hmm. So that's him there. So that totally draws into the Doctor Strange universe, draws into uh, you know, the multiverses, it draws into everything. And this book has been hot for a minute ever since Doctor Strange came out. 
And uh, you're going to see that right now. That is now this three or four years ago. This was not a big boy book at this no way. 9.8 guys, $3,600. And with no GPA, as you can see, that means this book has not sold in at least over the last 12 months. I could not find another sale. And you know, what's funny. Uh, the man from Beantown, he actually picked up a copy of this, the, this past weekend at Terrificon. So, you know, good luck to him on whatever he gets that grade. And then as you can see, 9.6 is cut in half. Good. 45. 9.6 is still expensive for this. I have two copies of this. Uh, the highest grade I can get out of it was like a 9.0. It's hard to find these in mm -hmm. 9.8. It's just that it's not a book that people took care of. You know what I mean? Still a cool character. I mean, he got some prominence as part of being as part of the Avengers uh, later on. But, you know, that as soon as people saw his brother, that was Daniel Drum. In the Doctor Strange film, people lost their minds because they just said, you know, let's start buying this up. And that's what happens, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, if one Strange is good, two Stranges are even better. Clea, Doctor Strange's on and off again love interest. And when I say off again, because she got killed in the comics. So, you know, that's a hard breakup right there. Uh, but Clea is getting her own Netflix, excuse me, her own Disney Plus series as well. Now, these are all miniseries. So these can be four episodes, six episodes. A good way to introduce the character, maybe put them in a the film. Uh, but this is a great book. You know why? This is a double spec book. This is also the first appearance of Dormammu, who was obviously the main villain of Doctor Strange number one. So Strange Tales 126 is the first appearance of Clea and Dormammu. Look at that. Lee and Ditko. You can't get any better than that, right? Maybe Lee and Kirby. But I would argue Steve Ditko is a better artist than Jack Kirby, but that's just my own opinion. Uh, published in 1964. Are you getting ready for the sales data? It's going to blow you away. Skadoosh. Boom. No 9.8s out there oh. at all. That means there is none. So you could be a lucky winner if you could actually have this and get this graded. But look at that. Like you said, big boy books for your people. 9.6 last sold is $2,100 plus. No GPA because there is probably only one sold in the last year and a half. And for all you people who are obviously can't afford that, you know, prices, you know, we give you an 8.0. So as you can see, it's like a 200, $280 book. 90-day GPA is $347. So it's on the down slope, but it could pick up, uh, of course, with this movie news. And if you guys are buying it and specking on books like we're telling you, Lords of the Long Box. bought it when Dormammu was announced and Dormammu was the villain because he's going to stick around. I have two copies yeah. and I, my copies aren't even that high, high grade. They're, they're that hard to find. But all these yeah. Strange Tales books, man, Strange Tales 110, 111. It's too late to get on Nightmare because Nightmare's first appearance is also the first appearance of Doctor Strange. Mm -hmm. uh, so you know go good luck with that so um but that's a great book to have hold on i'm getting messaged by my source as we speak cleo will be teamed up with brother voodoo on disney plus there you go that's an update he just mm -hmm. found out right now so the clea and brother voodoo are going to be together so whoever watches the show whoever you got a twitter account or whatever the news is actually his this is updated real time so the title is going to be called Strange Tales, and it's going to feature a team up with Clea and Brother Voodoo. That's freaking awesome. And if you didn't know, they re also rebranded the uh, the Hulu stuff. Remember, it was uh, they just called it, you know, Spirits of Vengeance or whatever. It's being yep. called Adventures into Fear, which is the, you know, features the first appearance of Howard the Duck. So that's cool because I think, you know. If it's going to be on the Disney platform that I think you want to stay away from, but yeah, although it's Hulu, but I think Adventures in the Fear kind of gives you that old 
vibe from the silver age as opposed to spirits of vengeance which came around in the modern age you know it sounds i think it sounds cooler to say adventures into fear that's what jeff Loeb believes and jeff Loeb is going to be running all the hulu stuff but everything is connected just remember mm -hmm. that everything. yeah it brings in all that horror stuff so we talked about man thing well, that's another we've been thing talking we about the horror stuff forever now man so a key collector uh app just recently uh specced on a book that we've been specking on which is uh, howling commandos uh, mm -hmm. number one, the first appearance of glyph, which has been reported on numerous sites now. It looks like that's going to finally happen. So that's another big boy book to get. Uh, well, not a big boy, but I mean, our boy King of the Golden Scene, James and buying up those <laughs> books like crazy. I want, I want the book to pop just for him. Uh, and also the, there was rumors about what the, who they're going to be casting for Clea and she's going to mm -hmm. be Asian. Um, so don't, you know, what specifics are, but you know, there's a lot of that mysticism with Asian culture. And plus they're, they're doing the whole diversity thing. They want to get characters of Asian descent, of African-American descent. And it's just, it makes sense for them to get more Asian characters as it builds that uh, market for them in China, which is a huge box office, right? Because they want the streaming platform to be worldwide. Um, so it's going to be big, man. I, I'm really stoked for it. The Hulu stuff has me more excited than the Disney Plus stuff, to be honest with you, because I really want to see what they do with Ghost Rider. It was going to be Blade. Remember, Blade got swooped yeah. up and got taken over there. Um, we also scooped that, uh, I think, on this channel and uh, Three Men on the Basement channel. And then on Jim Mint's channel, I, I scooped that Wesley Snipes was going to be was being offered the role of Dracula in the Blade movie. They want to kind of, mm -hmm. you know, get him involved. But if uh, Wesley Snipes turns it down, which I don't know why he would, they're eyeing uh, Gene <laughs> Carlo Esposito for the role, mainly also to pluck him away from DC because DC is actually eyeing Gene Carlo Esposito to play a villain. And Batman, uh, Matt Reeves' Batman movie, if that ever sees the day of light. Uh, that movie has been, like, take your time. You know what? Let people forget about, you know, Ben Affleck and that Batman and go with your uh, Robert Pattinson sparkle thing or whatever. I don't know what it's called. So, so many shout out people in the live chat. Drew Manchu, what's going on, brother? Just our friend Discovery Bay Comics, Unknown Comics Eye, 90 MF Comics, Joshua Man, Child of the Atom, Richie Taylor, Man from Beantown. Uh, and I can't even say that name, but Joe Ryan Comics, what's up, man? Nicholas Corsi. Do, do, do. I just go on and on. Tony Sanders, what's up, buddy? He did the uh, top 50 tag comics that I did. Uh, seeking near mid comics, mahalo, brother. Uh, try to keep it uh, uh, rated PG-13 in the live chat, David. I always got to worry about you, man. Uh, so that wraps that up. So uh, here's an interesting story that's really, really early. But my insiders have said there's uh, no development has begun yet. But the, the, human, the original Human Torch and Toro, is being discussed for a potential miniseries at Disney Plus. That is wild to me that they can do that. Uh, Disney execs would love Chris Evans in the role as uh, Jim Hammond, who was obviously the first original Human Torch, who came back like in the Copper Age or the Modern Age. Remember, he was floating around Jim Hammond, uh, mm -hmm. and is modeled after Steve Rogers. So this is a way they could bring young Chris Evans back into the fold. There is uh, also the story about. There being a Chris Evans uh, miniseries with uh, Peggy Carter that's going to take place, you know, when he goes back in times and stays there and it's going to follow him along and, you know, going to introduce the Red Skull who's coming in secret. Oh, my God. There's just so much news. It's just like <laughs> I, I'm literally just halfway through this list right now. It's kind of it's kind of crazy. But um, shout out to the Black Knight Report and giving us all the goodies. This one is really interesting. And this one's already been teased. Um, this is also a double spec book, man. Marvel Superheroes 18, the first appearance of Major Vance Astro, Martinex, Charlie 27, and Yandu, published in 1969, art by the great Gene Colan. Yes, 
People are going to be buying this book up again. Sylvester Stallone is in talks with Disney Plus to reprise his role as Starhawk for the Ravagers miniseries called Guardians 3000. Michael Rosenbaum, Rosenbaum as Martin X, Thing Rames as Charlie 27, and the great Michelle Yeoh as Alita would then return. Pip the Troll and Vance Astro are being tossed around as well. Pip the Troll was on our long-term spec list, if you remember. Yes, he was. Um, there was an, also a Guardians 3000 run that came out, I want to say like three, four years ago, that was based on the original Guardians of the Galaxy. If you remember like, you know, these cats. And it was a great series because it because everybody was used to the Bendis uh, run of the new uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. And this reintroduced the old Guardians of the Galaxy. But if you remember, this book popped when the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie was announced, and that's why the prices are pretty high. Good <laughs> Lord have mercy. I don't even know if that's a big boy book. That's a, I need to win a lottery to get this in a 9.8. That, that has to be a one-off. Oh, yeah. I mean, but look, you, look, at, look at the date. Yeah. 9.8 was in 2014. So that was the last grand, sale. Yo, 19 grand for 9.8. Go ahead, man. And then dropping that again, we always talking about this. Nine point sixes drops it like seventeen thousand dollars to twenty eight fifty. But you know what? If you don't have that type of money, guys, go out get an eight point five. They're around five hundred dollars. Ninety day GPA is six oh two. So this is definitely a good book to spec on because yeah, I remember when they first announced Guardians of the Galaxy. This was the book that everybody was buying. But then uh, James Gunn said, you know, I'm doing this run and. Well, Mark says this is a lot of info. All can't be true, and you are correct, sir. We won't say it's uh, it's, it can't be one hundred percent true because things are always subject to change, you know. But and it can, and we're talking. This can be in a year. It can be in two years. It can be in three years. Marvel isn't going anywhere. They got all these multiple platforms and a bunch of things. Uh, Andersons Jr. Hello from Brazil. Obrigado, mi amigo. Uh, that's my horrible uh, Portuguese mixed in with the Argentinian Spanish <laughs> accent, which sounds Italian, by the way. Um, but that's that's what we're hearing, man. I mean, there's you have to realize there's just so much room for these things to come out on that they that they have multiple platforms now, and so a lot of ideas are being thrown around of where they could put it. But look at that! Just did you just get a comic book? Uh, Don't shoot me. <laughs> no, no, I gotta, I gotta melt something out for the wife. <laughs> I was gonna say she's handing you a patch. Did you just get a something? Yeah. <laughs> Awesome, man. Real life. Um, so, you know, like all this stuff is subject to change, but here's something that's going to get a lot of collectors excited. And I, I dropped this on somebody else's show and I I talked about it on Twitter. And the, I will tell you this, the folks in Brazil got super excited. I was retweeted by a Portuguese Twitter account that was Marvel fans that I got a bunch of retweets on that I didn't understand because it was all in Portuguese. And my Spanish is, is, is pretty basic. So my Portuguese is really basic. Um, yeah, Captain Marvel 14, the first Kamala Khan. She is uh, putting her in Captain Marvel number two. They want to introduce Miss Marvel into the Captain Marvel world. So, you know, and they want to try to keep her away so people don't get confused with Captain Marvels and Miss Marvels in any way. So I don't know if they're going to name her Miss Marvel, but she's definitely coming because the popularity of the character is pretty big as evident in these sales data. What do you, I mean, this is pretty amazing. This, this book has been hot for a minute. Yeah, I mean, we we talked about this, uh, I think, our first show on the three men side, you know, briefly, uh, I remember, but uh, 9.8s are about $400. I mean, that, that's nothing, you know, that, that book has gone everywhere from 200 to 400. Yeah, but that's you, just a regular cover, too. Yeah, that's just the regular one. Yeah, I did yeah, find I mean, out going through sales data that there is a 399 price newsstand variant, and that bad boy goes for 70, that one for $1,700. 
that one in 30 variant on the left there, that one is fetching major dollars. The Amanda Connor variant is an unbelievable book. I'm sure at that point with 14 issues in, nobody was ordering minimum 30 copies. It's maybe Midtown, maybe some of the big, big retailers, but your local LCS was not ordering 30 copies of this book. So that's why this price at $1,400. Nobody knew back then that they were going to be introducing. If, if they did, they didn't think the character was going to pop. So one in 30, most shops maybe got, what, one, two? They would have to order 60 of uh, some other book, maybe Captain Marvel 13 or maybe Captain Marvel 14. And if they ordered 60 of them, they'll get two copies. So well, you know what? They don't even do one in 30 variants anymore. No, they don't. It's one in one panel. It's not yeah. even, it's a full appearance. It's a cameo, but yeah. So you have, uh, I think Captain Marvel 17 is the other big book on this, yes. right? Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, if you think about it, you get one in 25s nowadays, you get one in 50s nowadays. You rarely ever hear about a one in 30. It's almost unheard of. Maybe that's why it's so rare. Yeah, yeah I haven't, I mean, you know, me being the variant whore, I, the variant one in 30s don't ever appear anymore. It's one in 10s, one in 25s, 50s. Joshua Mann asked, is it true that Captain Marvel 2 want to be an adaption, adaptation of secret invasion quite possibly i haven't found anything yet because it's 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 probably phase five um so you know i'll, I'll see if i can find out for you from uh, uh the black knight not black knight if you're listening uh any ideas on the storyline that captain marvel 2 is going to be using because a lot of times characters are put out before stories are right they'll say hey i want to use this character we'll figure out how to put him in a story you know most famously mahershala ali called up marvel and said i want to be blade they threw everything aside. They go, okay, we don't have a story for you yet, but you're going to be Blade. And then they worked on it afterwards. So a lot of times it's just getting the character first. So I will, Joshua, I will ask, uh, I just asked a Black Knight right now if he's hearing anything about the storyline for Captain Marvel 2. And then we, uh, by the time the show is end, we'll release it to you. We're almost done. One major big goodie that I want to drop, uh, I don't have a graphic for it, so we're just doing it old school, man. Uh, we're going to drop it on you. This one is, is pretty exciting to me. Uh, because um, <laughs> what Venom number three, um, and I should have thrown up a Venom graphic, but you know, we're on podcast too, so a lot of times you don't need it. <laughs> uh, with Venom number three, Kevin Feige is going to be taking over the Venom franchise for one film. Sony desperately wants Venom to meet Spider-Man, but uh, obviously Kevin Feige owns the rights to Spider-Man in the MCU. But the only way for that to work is the MCU is to have Feige in control of the wheel. Feige has a no villain rule. And we've talked about this in the past. And guess what they talked about today? They talked about the Doctor Doom movie isn't happening. The Noah Wiley, Noah, whomever, the director, writer of the Doctor Doom, he wrote a Doctor Doom treatment. Well, it's not happening because we told you. No, Feige does not do villain films. He does not do villain films. And there's not a Doctor Doom movie. And guess what? There isn't. There's not uh, going to be a Dark Avengers film because guess what? Kevin Feige is not going to do a Norman Osborn character that is featured prominently in the MCU because he doesn't own the rights to it. He has to get permission from Sony. And why would he give Sony the money if he puts, let's say he puts Norman Osborn in a, any type of movie and then Sony says, thank you. And then they put, and they blow, they basically in the wrestling terms, what do they say? They make him pop, right? When a character comes out and everybody goes crazy, right? He pops. I say Norman Osborn pops in an MCU film and then Sony puts them back into their world. And then they, they get the benefit of all this popularities. They didn't mind, so it's Spider-Man, right? Spider-Man, Far From Home, excuse me, uh, Far From Home making over a billion dollars. They didn't mind because Spider-Man came over into Endgame and he came into Infinity War and he came into Civil War and those movies made a billion dollars. So both sides were happy with the arrangement. So no way 
if Kevin Feige did use Norman Osborn, it'd be a small thing. And Kevin Feige doesn't do villain films, so stop with the Dark Avengers stories. Norman Osborn is not the Thanos level threat you guys think he is. No, what what is he gonna do? Just pester people to death? Bad hairdos? That's the only thing I can think about Norman Osborn. But he's a great character for Spider-Man. Not so much a great character for the MCU. I mean, and I know in the comic books they did it, but let's let's be honest with each other. In the world of Spider-Man, things are segmented. Only thing that crosses over to MCU so far is what Kevin Feige wants. In this case, with Spider-Man and Mysterio. Uh, Venom has never crossed over. So let me get back to that story about Venom. Um, this way, they can bring Venom in. They could have them all three together. Venom 2 is going to be directed by Andy Serkis. So Venom 3, they want Kevin Feige to do, and they want to do the maximum Carnage storyline. So that would include Peter Parker, excuse me, Spider-Man, Venom, and Carnage. I'm thinking uh, Spider Venom number two is going to be the storyline that builds up to Carnage. So if you remember the the story of how Eddie Brock meets uh, Cletus Castle in prison, but this time Eddie Brock was an inmate. But in the story, it's going to be, as you saw in Venom number one, is Eddie Brock is interviewing uh, Cletus Cassidy and somehow his part of the symbiote gets with Cletus Cassidy and you get Carnage. In the third movie, it's going to be all out uh, Maximum Carnage. That includes Spider-Man, Venom, and Carnage. And that's major. And with Kevin Feige doing it, that would be great. What do you think about that? I'm excited. I mean, I would definitely like to see that. I mean, I would love Maximum Carnage. That series was one of my favorites in the 90s. I could reread that anytime. Um, you know, we always are waiting for that ex, uh, the amazing Spider Man 361 to pop. I mean, it's gonna pop soon, then you know, like you said, Andy Sergis is he's a great actor, I think he'll do a great job with Venom, yeah. too. So, let's see what happens. Yeah, Joshua Man, Joshua Man comments maybe Norman Osborn could be in Spider Man and possibly Dark Reign and Dark Avengers could be a new Avengers film. No, it won't. It, it's stop, it's not coming. There's no Norman Osborn is not going to be an Avengers film, uh, maybe in a small role, but he's not the big baddie that he was once was. So, and what came out just a couple last week, absolute carnage. So, they're really pushing carnage. And apparently, this isn't a event wide event isn't it or excuse me marvel wide event absolute carnage if you have oh, yeah. so i mean shout out to donny cates who's absolutely killed it. it's donny cates is doing the uh is he doing he kind of relaunched venom into this kind of new mythos and everything right yeah yeah he completely just turned the whole symbiote world on its head so yeah. uh, completely new just making brand new history so we're going to see what happens with Absolute yeah, and Carnage. Yeah, the whole Carnage thing, the whole Venom thing has been great by Donny Cates, and they can really use that as a great template for the movie. Uh, shout out to JLS Comics. Says Max Moon Knight was in Maximum Carnage. I can dream. And Jesse, I can say dreams come true. <laughs> <laughs> I almost forgot this piece. This is probably the, the second biggest piece of news of the week. Um, that Moon Knight is finally coming. Moon Knight is coming to Hulu. So for all those who thought that you weren't getting, and I'm going to pull it up right now just so I don't misquote it, um, that they don't have the belief that um, Moon Knight is a big enough box office draw so that they can use a really large uh, actor for it. They're definitely not using Keanu Reeves for it because why would you hire somebody with such a famous face and cost a lot of money to put a mask over them? And so what we're hearing is that Moon Knight is finally coming. And this book, I, I wish I had the graphic for it, but there's no need. Everybody knows how expensive it is. But let me see. Give me one second here as I bring it up. I've already broke that. The Netflix. I'm sorry. This is coming to me in multiple reports. Mm, doo -doo -doo. 
Um, doo -doo -doo -doo. I'm going to try to get some sales data real quick on uh, Moon Knight. Yeah, just hang out with those. We're live. There it is. This was just sent to me today. All right. So it looks like Moon Knight is finally finding a home. Uh, it is Hulu TV. There's been a tug of war between the formats for quite a bit now, and it looks like uh, Moon Knight is headed to Hulu along else with the kind of supernatural and kind of freakish, you know, Ghost Rider and all those outcast man thing. The current plan is to have Moon Knight lead the Spirits of Avengers crew of Ghost Rider, Hellstrom, Satana, Man Thing, and the others. Moon Knight was originally going to be in season two of Iron Fist. However, once Marvel knew they would pull the plug on Netflix for Disney Plus and Hulu following the Fox deal, they replaced them last minute with the fellow schizophrenic mercenary Typhoid Mary. Think about that. So in the, per the character that played Typhoid Mary was supposed to be Moon Knight. We talked about this on the show before. Watch the show and imagine Moon Knight and her dialogue and situations. Basically, they were basically <laughs> last minute because they wanted to use Moon Knight for something else. Disney doesn't see Moon Knight as a major box office appeal unless Keanu Reeves is, play unless Keanu Reeves is playing him. The spirits need a leader with military training and Moon Knight is weird enough to be their Nick Fury. Moon Knight is also being developed to debut in a Werewolf by Night TV series, which we specced on here a few weeks ago about how Hulu is going with the supernatural stuff. They want to do, they want to do Tomb of Dracula. They want to do Werewolf by Night. And this gives, if you follow the comics, Moon Knight was introduced in Werewolf by Night number 32. And yeah. I probably, we, we talked about this. I might have the old graphic on it. Do you have sales data on that, Justin? Yeah, I got some sales data. So uh, get ready to hold on to your pants. Yeah. Let's look at this. So 9.6 last sold was uh, $6,189. Oh, man. EPA is $6,400. So that is just, uh, you know, you get, that person got a little bit of a good deal. 9.4 last sold was $4,799. GPA on that is $4,000. 9.2 is 2925 as a GPA. Now, what's interesting is there is also a UK price variant out there. So be on the lookout because that book is extremely hard to come by. My buddy has it. Oh, the he UK one. He has the nine pence uh, variant, but he bought it by mistake. He thought it was the regular version. <laughs> Back then it was cheap. So I'm going to see if he wants to get rid of it. Like, hey, man, I know you didn't like that nine pence variant for uh, Werewolf by 932, but, you know, sorry. Uh, there was a couple of questions. Shout out to Comics and Bueller for hanging out in the live chat with us. Um, the, somebody asked about um, the storyline for um, Captain Marvel 2, and I just asked my source, the Black Knight, and he says they're leaning towards Secret Invasion, but nothing firm yet, so they're still getting that data. There's just so much on the plate right now, it's kind of hard mm -hmm. to read. Uh, somebody else also asked about Star Jammers. Star Jammers has been discussed by Feige as potentially having a small role because it's uh, part of the cosmic universe. But I think the Star Jammers team is a little bit too similar to Guardians. You know what I mean? It's almost like, uh, remember the episode of Seinfeld where they met their counterparts? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, oh, my God. Can you imagine the Guardians that? running up to the Star Jammers and they're seeing it? But there is a connection to the X-Men, right? Star Jammers yeah. is Cyclops' father, so you never know. I mean, so it could have a small thing. Uh, Tivo, does Quake have plans uh, after Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? And will she be in Secret Wars? She may have some of the characters from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We're going to move over to S.W.O.R.D. Uh, you got the acronym off the top of your head? Oh, I don't remember that. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, because I think Quake is one of the most popular characters easily on Agents of Shield. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, she's on that. She's on the Marvel Rising show. So clearly, you know, she has a good following to she's be. Not, she voices the animated version too, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, so I do believe there there's probably quite a few characters. I mean, maybe Fitzsimmons, uh, the popular characters that would seem seamlessly kind of add into the Sword franchise. Um, hold on, uh, my Black Knight report is telling me. Yes, it is confirmed. Quake is planned for Sword. So there you go. I uh, hope that answers that for you. I uh, don't know if she'll be in Secret Wars, but know this, Nicholas Corsi, that everything is connected now. So when they do secret wars, it's going to bring in everybody from Hulu, from FX. They can have a small role to a big role, but that's how big everything is going. There's going to be little tie-in films where maybe two films get together just for a little tie-in. It's, I mean, it, it, the best way to do this, if you read comic books, then you would know what a, a tie-in, right? You have a major event and then you have a bunch of these little tie-in comics that are loosely based or can directly affect the story. Marvel is going that way with it. They have so many. Drew Manchu, shout out to you, my friend. Good to see you in here. And I think that's it, man. We're falling right underneath an hour. Yeah. It's longer than I wanted to, but I think we've covered everything. I just summarized. Biggest news is Moon Knight is coming to Hulu. The Defenders are coming to FX, and it's going to be the same actors because now uh, Marvel owns it. Netflix sold off all their stuff. Um, Moon Knight is coming. Uh, where else can we go? Summarize. I'm trying to summarize, y'all. I'm trying to summarize. New Mutants, War Machine, Brother Voodoo, Clea. Clea and Brother Voodoo are going to be in a Marvel miniseries on Disney Plus called Strange Tales. So it kind of ties the two sorcerers together. Um, Deadpool 3 is coming. Uh, possibly um, another major news is Deadpool is making his debut in the Black Widow. We're finding out that he's going to be in an end credit scene where he meets Taskmaster in a bar. So watch out for that Taskmaster. And also Deathlock is coming to the last season of S.H.I.E.L.D. Did I miss anything? No, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. So, uh, you know, this seems like a bunch of stuff I have, but I've been off the air for about two weeks now. So I've been sitting on lesson information and quite honestly, I'd like to keep within an hour. So a lot of times I forget to do one thing, but I'll be on comic Tom one one uh, Sunday. I did a little segment for him about some other spec books that you haven't heard about. If you haven't seen, I discussed the secret war stuff on gem and collectibles live show. And also on three men in the basement where you can catch my buddy nemesis prime and auto from the grotto. Any last words, Justin? No, I just want to thank everybody who is jumping on right now with us. Everyone who subscribed up, you know, Tim, he lost his, he lost the original. We had 5,000 subscribers. I want to thank everybody who's subbed up in the past two weeks. We you know, we're a little over 500. So that's great. You know, tell your friends, watch these videos, grab all these spec books if you can, because if not, we're going to grab them first. Yo, Tim. shout out to Sith Lordly who uh, just bought Gibbons first appearance. That's how fast you got to be, man. That's how fast you got to be. Um, let me see. Any news on Spider-Verse film, Wolverine, or casting on Doctor Doom? Um, Doctor Doom, I do believe we had talked about that. Uh, um, yes, it's... Um, who did we say? The guy from uh, Lord of the Rings. Uh, Viggo Mortensen. Uh, right now, they're looking at Viggo Mortensen to play Doctor Doom for the Fantastic Four movie. If you want any information on Spider-Verse film, tune in to Comic Tom 101. I draw some exclusives on him, and that video will be up on this Saturday, Sunday, on the Comic Tom 101 channel. Uh, nothing on Wolverine yet. I, from what I've heard, they're kind of pushing it back a little bit further since it's so fresh since he just died. So uh, we'll see where that goes. So all the casting information is kind of out there right now. That is 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 not really. I can't find anything on my source, but you know that they would drop Wolverine as somewhere really big because that's not something you just drop in a press release. Um, you know what I mean? So that's where it go. Uh, JLS Comics just sold his given first appearance with Sith Lord. You may have bought it off him if you just got it off of uh, eBay right now. So, hey guys, I appreciate it. We're on every Wednesday and, uh, for the live show, and I try to do break off segments in between. Also, 
the Lord of the Longbox webpage is up and running now. I'm still working on it. Uh, WordPress is new to me, so I'm still. I just posted an article about New Moon Knight and the Secret Wars in there. Go to lotlb.com. The short for Lords of the Longbox. And we'll be back on Wednesday. Make sure to check out our friends on Three Men in the Basement, Gem and Collectibles, Comic Time 101, who are all helping. Uh, we're able to help me get back my subscribers. And please like this video and subscribe to more great content. Also follow me on Twitter. Just look, just search Longs and Lords of Longbox. I've been out there for a minute. If you search Lords of Longbox on YouTube, there's videos that, that other people had posted from three or four years ago when I tagged them and or anybody had talked about something. So I appreciate everybody for hanging out with us. And uh, we will see you guys real soon. And as always, boys and girls, keep digging in them long boxes. Peace out.